running around like a rabbit. <laughs> that come on, share something. Yeah, come on up. While he's coming up there, I have your presentation ready. Okay. And Zach got the Bible back on the computer. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, I had something I shared on Facebook this morning. to our Facebook page, and I wanted to kind of just share it in person with you guys. Just felt like it was important. Um. You know, during all this COVID thing, there's been this t concept of essential workers, the core infrastructure that a nation needs to survive, you know what I mean? Now, when you look at a lot of these essential workers, what do they have in common? They're usually minimum wage. They're in very unglamorous jobs. You know, construction, it's a very hard-working, sweaty job. A retail, you deal with a lot of people. It's, I mean, I'm assuming at some point most of us are working in some form of a retail job. Yeah. Fast food, um, construction. I know there's guys here that are done construction. Kind of those core infrastructure jobs. Usually they're not, like I said, they're not glamorous. They're not always the best paying. You know, it's sometimes kind of a rough thing. But what's interesting is that they're essential. When, all, when you cut away all the extra love, that's what's left. It's, those are what you need to keep the place running. And the Bible talks about that even, you know, the parts of the body that aren't always that aren't always the roles that are the most glamorous Glamour, or get yeah. the most attention, yeah. but they're the most vital. And something that was really on my heart and I want to share it, and so I put it on the Facebook page this morning and then I want to share it here, was mothers. Mm -hmm. The core infrastructure of families. You know, when you think about it, moms are one of the essential now I'm not one to doubt my dad, so I don't I want that to be clear, but moms are really one of those essential infrastructures. You know. When you look at a nation sometimes, especially or look at biblical history, a lot of times you do see like the guys are usually mentioned, especially in that older, in a lot of older cultures, it was guys mentioned in the genealogy. When you start reading deeper into them, you do find out some of the women that back these guys, like, you know, the prophet Samuel, quite an amazing guy himself. But the only reason we have Samuel is because the mom kept praying and believing. Right. And on her knees, was believing that she was going to have a baby. And that baby changed the nation of Israel. And gotten Israel through some very rough points, including a first king that kind of went south, and then a second king that was one of the most well-known and well-respected kings of Israel, and all because a mom kept believing. And I just wanted to say that to all the moms here for a minute, and I hope at some point my mom gets to tune in on the video later, that, you know, women are really, and moms especially, are one of those core infrastructures right. in a family. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Moms are sometimes the thread in the fabric of family. We really want to keep things stitched together. Um, you know, me and my brothers have our differences, and we haven't always gotten along. And I'm sure that's the same for any siblings. You know, we don't always play nice. But one thing we've all had in common is we love mom. And, you know, we all love our dad, too. But we love mom, and mom sometimes has been the person that's kept us from killing each other. <laughs> it's a house full of boys, I'm just going to be honest. There have been some moments where we've not been the greatest to each other. But I just want to give a little shout out to all the moms because it's not easy. Not that I've been one, but just watching my mom and watching Dana yeah. and seeing even what my grandparents went through, what you know, my grandma went through. Motherhood in any form is not easy. Especially single moms, it's not easy. It's a lot of responsibility. A lot of late nights, early mornings, bad attitudes, throw up. A lot of moments that nobody will ever see, nobody will ever know, and the pay grade isn't usually that great either. It's free. You know, it's, it's one of the most, it's one of the hardest 
volunteer positions on Earth. But it is one that if we didn't have, Earth as we know it, civilization as we know it, wouldn't, wouldn't survive. So just wanted to, just wanted to say that this morning as we celebrate Mother's Day is that, you know, never forget that your role is not only essential, it's vital in society as we know it could not function. And that, you know, God sees, God sees all those moments. God has a special place in his heart for moms. He's always put a value on moms. And he's never forgotten them either. You see so many times in the Bible where, you know, a mother was going through something and God reached out and heard her cries answered. So, anyways, that was just my little something I want to share with you guys. And just, we love you all and thank you to all the moms. You guys are awesome. If I could just, we just give a round for all the moms. Yeah. There you go. How many's heard the saying that uh, the one that rocks the cradle rules the world? Yeah, and that's that's true because uh, you know uh, as I we all can talk about memories of our mother, and uh, so I, I I would like to open up a little bit now. We we know now we know it's it's kind of like men you can help create a baby. And a woman can too, but it takes a special person to be a mom and to be a dad. It takes a man to be a dad and it takes a, a woman uh, of special people to be a mother or a father to children. There's some that don't, didn't have children, but they raised children. My, my sister, Evelyn, it's hard to tell how many, she, her and Zed have raised, was never able to, able to have a child, but they were able to raise many. Uh, nieces and nephews and whoever in the church, uh, Evan them take it. They had the other day after the restaurant, he said, well, said, I, I'll be going up the farm because we got one of them little hoodlums at the house today. <laughs> so he was heading for the farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just, but uh, anyone want to share a special memory uh, about your mom? I, I can remember when mom, how many here knows what an outhouse is? <laughs> How many here have been to an outhouse? Some of our camps used to have outhouses. Uh, but anyway, mom wallpapered our outhouse, which I'm glad she did because the outhouse boards had little cracks in it. In the wintertime, that we ain't bored. But she, she, she uh, wallpapered the outhouse. And uh, it, we always got the job of digging the hole and moving it. So, but, but anyway, uh, Mom, there were six of us, and, and like Bessie, had a, how many knows what a ringer washer is? How many ever used a ringer washer? Yeah. There, there's, let's see. How many ever had to heat the water in a tub out back with a piece of tin around it and uh, for the water for washing our baby? Or on, or on the kitchen stove. On the kitchen stove, yeah. Mom, most time, Dad always built a fire underneath that a big old tub out back, had a piece of tin around, and that was tin to keep the wind from blowing so hard. And Mom would heat the water in that and pack the water up and put it in the washing machine. Yeah, and uh, we had no porch on the back with just no roof or nothing on it. Mom done a lot of laundry out there until uh, winter got bad. She did the kitchen. And uh, you know, how many how many here 
ever lived in a, a four room house with six kids and yes. mom and dad and an out, out, outhouse. The house we had was Thank a duplex you. at one time, it was a two room house with an outhouse. But anyway, there were six of those kids in there. How many ever, all right, now, how many, I know Betsy had, how many ever had the creek come up and go into the house and flood your house? That was almost a normal thing. We'd head from the church, that's high water, high ground. High water. Mom would stand at the back door and keep that water moving. Whenever the creek started going down, Mom was washing the mud out the front door as it came in the back door. She's sweeping and roll up the, the linoleum and wash that and all that kind of stuff. So when you think you got life rough, when you think you really got it bad, every time you hit that automatic washer, turn it on or dryer, and uh, oh my goodness, I got to cook today and you put it in a crock pot. <laughs> or the microwave. Now, how many of those, there's, first of all, the toilet tissue. 
How many went through the, the episode of getting toilet tissue? <laughs> well, in Florida, I guess they still have a, a shortage because Annabelle's going to ship some to her, her granddaughter. <laughs> now, 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 what's the shortage now? Me. 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 How many know what the price is? Yeah. Whenever, whenever toilet tissue was getting, what, how high did it finally get? Dollar something a roll? Something like that. Anyway, all you got to do if you want to make a profit, create a shortage. Mm -hmm. How many realize that over 15,000 small churches are closing not to open again? Why? Well, first of all, a lot of people don't have jobs. And a lot of people can't tithe and give tithes and offerings to the church that they went to. So the churches had to close. There's one that Mark and Shirley went down there, and Donnie's church had to close one. And they had the building paid for and still couldn't survive. But, you know, it, it takes faithfulness there. I, I'd say for us here in, in this church, uh, it's been pretty faithful. The money came in and, and uh, things came. And, oh, I, I, I tell you what, I am so happy we got our stimulus check yesterday. <laughs> there for a long time, we said, if you made over $100,000 a year, you weren't going to get one. So Zed and I, would, we was always wondering when it's going to come in, you know. But we are far below 100,000 years. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I do thank you all for being so faithful in your givings and stuff to the church. Uh, it's, it, it, we could not have, we, we had a, we got a buffer. We, we try to keep a buffer in, uh, in, in these things. But because of your faithfulness, we were able to continue with our bills. How many knows that electric bill went on? Yeah. You know, one, one thing Zach, when he's talking about the essentials, how many realize how essential the trash man is? Yeah. 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 What, if, what if the trash hadn't been picked up for six weeks? What, what if your sir man who works on your serves and kept them going? What if they didn't show up to work? There's a lot of essentials. We don't think about essentials until they're not there. Yeah. And same with the, the line electric and the natural gas and all that. So, but uh, Pastor Bell put on there, him and I think a lot alike. Anyway, put on there that we believe that churches are essential because uh, it's just something that we need to have in our week. The first, the first Sunday I, I shut down, I was miserable. I'll just be honest with you. And, uh, I have not, in, in over a period of years, uh, I got uh, accepted Christ in 1984, April 15th, 1984. And I have probably not missed 10 services in that, all these years. Even when our church in Franklin didn't have the, the Sunday uh, or Wednesday nights, Dad and I went up to Fayette. Pastor James Church. We always went somewhere when something was going on, a church was going on, and uh, try to any revival that was going on somewhere. We we try to hit the revivals and stuff. Yeah. Better thank God you have a church. Better thank God you have friends and family to come into the church. And uh, I, this 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 morning, when y'all were laughing and carrying on, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, see each other for a while. Shoot, just enjoy each other. And uh, another thing too, 
It is so good. I know some have to have protection on their face, but it's so good to see faces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I wanted to rob somewhere, boy, that's been the perfect time. <laughs> what did he look like? Well, he was tall and, and had dark hair and, and had a match. How many fit that, you know? But I'll I tell you what, I understand you weren't. I, I do understand. Because of the, the things that's going on. We uh, we got some statistics I want to show you all because of the fear factor of this virus. How many knows that Sweden never shut down any businesses? And they survive better than we are in the States. They have found out that people staying inside so much are actually getting sicker than going out. The sunlight and humidity kills the virus. Very quick. Okay, go ahead. Kim, you got them up for where you put it up? Yep. All right, 2017, best in Missouri. Not the, not the world, not the United States, but in Missouri. All right, go ahead. Heart disease, 14,820. One year, one year heart disease. How many died from coronavirus? This year in Missouri. Somebody might look that up real quick. All right. The problem with that is so many of these that were listed as the COVID were not. Yeah, they're dying of something else. How many knows that the government makes money off of if they say they died of a virus? Right. Yeah. One guy, he was sentenced to prison, and they listed him as dying of COVID-19. Yeah. Because he didn't have any family, and nobody was going to be seeing him. So... And the reason I'm bringing this up is there is a fear factor brought in. Uh, the United States, along with other countries, how many knows that there's a, a, a group, a meeting of the richest people in the world come together? There's about 30, I think. They got a certain place to go. I can't think of the place now. But they get together to see what they can do and rule the world. That's that's what they're doing. Uh, in the Bill Gates and his wife, yeah. they're right very in. much involved in that. Right, right in there. So we got to understand. All right. So heart disease. Kim, um, you got my notes there. How I many have, a day is that? Oh, I have it at the end. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's all right. That's fine. We'll look at it at the end. All right. Next one. <coughs> Cancer. Twelve thousand seventy-one. A, a, a year in in Missouri. All right, next one. Chronic lower respiratory disease, 3,940 a year in Missouri. All right, go ahead, Kim. Accidents, 3,776 people died in accidents in Missouri. Next one. Stroke, 3,159 people died a year in Missouri from stroke. Don't, we don't hear about this stuff. It's almost like nobody dies from anything now except the virus. All right, go ahead. Alzheimer's. 
so much here but boy you go to the cities they're lined up for miles never been to a food bank in Hatchville. Well, I talked with a friend of mine just a couple days ago in his apartment complex the mother and the father didn't qualify for any of the benefits yeah. and they didn't have a job to go back to and she killed all of her kids and her husband and herself Gives you hope, he gives you peace, he gives you uh, just 
knowing that you lay down at night and wake up the next morning. If you wake up, either way you're going to wake up. Wake up physically or wake up with your friends. Bruce, you have Yeah, you're talking about the fear factor and stuff with this. There's a doctor out of St. Louis. Uh, he's a chiropractor where he does a lot of vitamin stuff. And he was talking about bringing fake news. And the other day he was talking on air that in Louisiana, the headline was, day old baby died of coronavirus. But if you read the article, the mother who was pregnant had complications from the virus itself and the baby born 22 weeks. Yeah. So that's why the baby died. The baby died prematurely, but the headline said, baby died of coronavirus. Now, how many new mothers, how many expected mothers are all, were all frightened about this, thinking, my gosh, my baby could die over this. And, and yes, the baby died. Don't get me wrong, maybe did die, but she did die because it's born to her. Yeah, every death is horrible. I mean, yeah. regardless. And, but yeah. how many people did got excited and got nervous and worried over yeah. that headline, which was taken totally out of context? You know? Same way with uh, this disease now. This is serious, too. The children are getting heart disease from. Now, this is what they said. It may be attributed to the virus. They're not sure. Yeah. So, a lot scared of people, especially mothers. Well, like Zach and them, and, and all these little ones running around. I scare them right now. That oh my goodness, they might catch this and end up with heart problems. And stuff. It, it's a it's a scary deal for everyone. All right, next one. Start calling, coming, get you going. Do what? No, they're not. <laughs> They, uh, that is a push right now in that world, one world government deal that's pushed. Part of this shutdown in, in America was to test us and see how much we will do. When the government says, do this, do this. And everybody did. Went under house arrest, basically. They arrested people for being out without a mask and let prisoners out who were murderers. So you taking someone protesting and a group of protesters together, and they're gonna arrest them and put them in, in prison and let the prisoners out because they might have the virus in there. How many seen where that one was released one day? Yeah, he released and murdered somebody the next day. All right, so they're also starting, there's one state that's already starting to chip something. Yeah. And they're, they're gonna post on a baseball. Okay. How yeah. cool is that? <laughs> this, this chip? They're putting it in, they can put it in with a flu shot now. They got a chip, they give you a flu shot and put a chip in, in you. There's a lot of people that's worried about that being the mark of the beast. Be assured, if they put a chip in you, you still have to pledge allegiance to the Antichrist to have the mark of the beast. I, I, they can fill me up with them chips if they want to, but I'm not going to bow down to that enterprise. Not going to do it. So that's the only thing that makes me uh, what you say allegiance to him. I have to pledge allegiance to him. So don't worry about it. I've had people come to me and, and talk to me and also concerned and all that, that chip. It could be the mark of beast. Uh, no. What is the mark of beast? The number of what? Yeah, what is it? The number of man. All right. So, uh, if you're a human being, you are a 666. How many have seen people not take cash if it came back as 666? 
Go buy something else, just so you. <laughs> no, no. My trust is in the Lord. Okay, Kim. Homicide. Six hundred fifty-five. There's a lot more. Kevin said. There's a lot more homicide going on right now. All right, go ahead. Drug overdose. One thousand three hundred sixty-seven in Missouri a year. A little higher than that right now. Our medical, in a sense, our medical people have been drug pushers legal. They can get you hooked on, on drugs as, as same as anybody else can. You know, it's, it's non-legal. Uh, non but anyway, so, but anyway, drug overdose. That's the last one, what, Kim? The next total deaths, 49,000, what's that, 30,000? A year in Missouri. And then I have the breakdown per day, if you want it. Yeah. But 49,000, over 49,000 in Missouri a year. Okay. Total deaths. Okay, now. Deaths per day. Heart disease. 40. 40 people die in Missouri every day, average, from heart disease. Next one. Cancer, 35. All right, that's a day. Now this, this is per day. Go ahead. Corey, Corey, eleven. All right, just keep on flipping. Accidents eight. Stroke ten. Alzheimer's seven. Flu pneumonia. That's uh, the last one you gave me. Yeah, four. Okay. Now, how many people die in the world a year? How many died from the virus in, in the world? Uh, 279,000. Is that worldwide? Yeah, worldwide. Worldwide, 279,000. And 79,000 is U.S. Yeah. 79,000 is U.S. yesterday. How many died from, in Missouri, in one year? 59. 49,000. Yeah. How many, okay, how many died in the world, a physical death every day in the world? There's 57 million die a year worldwide how many die every day 153,000 deaths a day a day how many die from the virus uh, and that's in how many two months yeah three months whatever so this is a testing i believe also I, it's serious i'm not saying you know it's not serious but I think it's a test to see what people will do in response to it, the government. It could also be a test from God. How many read the article that uh, the rest will put out? What's his name? Paul? Paul? Yeah. How many? How many read that article? Anybody read it? He was kneeling at a, a, a one of a, a monument of some sort. And he's, he's speaking as what God says. You don't want to come. Oh, you want to. Your your athletes is your your God. I see that you don't go to the stadium. And on and on and on. And then at the last he said, you don't want to come to church and worship me. I see the church is closed. Stop playing that. That that is serious. Okay, now we'll go to scripture. Uh, 
How many's going out and eat today? I would like to, but I can't. <laughs> I asked my wife, I said, Mom, we can go out and she's all our thing be full and busy and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I'm just going to treat her so much. Okay, we're going to uh, 2 Timothy, chapter 1. I got corrected one day. I cannot remember where this scripture was. He has not given us a spirit of what? Fear, but of what? Power, love, and sound mind. And who told me where I was at? <laughs> I couldn't remember. Zach and I was talking and David's in the background. And it's in Second Timothy 1 7. So I won't forget that now. So, you know, you know it's, it's bad when you get corrected by a woman anyway, you know. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we haven't already seen some sore men. You know, <laughs> I don't know if too many women have babies without a man. <laughs> Be what? Yeah, uh, chapter 1. We're going to start in, in verse 5. And as we come and look at this here, uh, I'm just, you know, I, I think of Dane. Every time I hear that now, I see that. I always think of Dane because she's, she's the one that Zach and I was talking. She was in the background telling us where's that. <laughs> I learned it from you. So. I know, but I forget what it's at. <laughs> but anyway, we uh, I, I honestly, I, I am so glad to have you all here. It's just the other day, we was, what, seven of us here, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, we still have church, you know. We, we visit places and all that and, and offerings and stuff. But uh, anyway, we, we we have a place. Oh, I'll I tell you one thing I want you to notice. Um, in chapter uh, 1 and verse 2, someone turned to chapter 1, I mean, uh, uh, 1 Timothy 1, chapter 1, verse 2. Somebody do that real quick, and I want you to read it, and then, got it, Zach? Okay, now, uh, let's see, read that. Zach, go ahead and read it. Uh, I want to first 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 2. All right, and I want to, you got that up here, don't you? Yeah. Uh, two minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's second Timothy. But I want you to look at the, the two times that Paul said almost the same thing to Timothy. You got the first, all right, read loud and thick here. Okay. That's First Timothy, chapter one, verse two. This is Second Timothy, chapter one, verse two. Almost identical, except for just a little bit about the son. Now, how many knows that Timothy was not Paul's biological son? What? Yeah. He was the son of Christ. So everyone that you have helped come to know Christ as their Savior. They could be your son or daughter in Christ. And that's what Paul's referring to. That, that Timothy, and he was a young man, according to the scripture stuff. Okay. Verse 1, or verse 5. When I call to remembrance 
of the unfringed faith that is in thee. All right, what's fringe mean? What's a fringe? That flag right there has a fringe. Fringe is on the outside. Okay, it's something loose hanging from the main box. This is a fringe. Unfringed means your faith does not have any fringes. Nothing hanging on to your faith outside of the true body. The true whatever it is. Another word for it is genuine. Genuine, exactly. Exactly. Genuine faith. Nothing hanging on to that faith. No, no being tossed to and fro. You know, not straddling the fence, you might say, in a sense. We don't we don't straddle a fence as, as a child of God. We're either in God's family or in Satan's family. You're either in, in Jesus Christ or in the world. One way or the other. No matter which way, you're going to be in one, one or the other. If you try to straddle a fence, uh, you'll be the most miserable person as far as your faith. You cannot be faithful to God if you straddle a fence. I was looking at uh, some things from 1993, right after the flood. Anyway, it's a, we used to call it a gold sheet, our financial statement. Uh, somebody look up Revelation chapter 3 and verse 5 but I want to read this other one first. Someone look up chapter 3 uh, at the latter part about the Laodicean church. I've I'm got not, it. You got it Mark? I've got it. You got it. Okay. You got what? one? Revelation 3 5. 3 5. Yeah. Okay. Zach, can you find the, the latter part? And I can't remember. I want to say the end of chapter 3 about the later the sin church. We're going to look at two things here, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to come into Timothy and see how secure we are in the Lord. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, Amen. has not changed, will not change, yeah. never will change. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zach, you got it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, read it. And to the angel of the church, and the layer of the sea is right. These things say the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning and of the creation of God. I know your works, and that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm neither and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy, and I have need for nothing. Okay, right there. I'm rich and wealthy and have need for nothing. Many of our churches in America are that way today. All right, go ahead. Um, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. I can't see you to buy from me gold refined with fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten therefore be zealous and repent behold I stand at the door and knock and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in and have a diamond and he would be okay that's good doctor now 
So here he's saying, because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out. I'll make, you make me sick, basically saying, I'm going to vomit you. But behind that, he says, do this from me. Get this from me. So you're clothed and you're not naked. You, you have what you need. Your eye salve was a, a thing in that time period that you had eye salve that you put on your eyes and stuff like that. But what it is, he said, I stand at the door and knock. He, he said, he's, here's the problem, but here's the answer. Here's the problem, but here's the answer. If you're lukewarm, follow through here and get this and this and this, and here's the answer, that you're not lukewarm anymore. There is a danger of being lukewarm. The danger is, if you're not careful, you're out on yourself, by yourself, and Satan will have a heyday with you. He will have his will with you. All right, Kim, read uh, Revelation 3, uh, verse 5. And he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white remnant, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. There you go. <coughs> so the white raiment is, is Jesus Christ on us. The white raiment. So, okay, now let's go back to him. Okay, go to verse 6. For, for, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the, the gift of God which is in thee thy, by the putting on of what? Amen. Who put on the hands on Timothy? Paul. Paul. He nodded and he prayed for him. And that's God to bless him and move him and, and help him. How many knows that Timothy, he says, Timothy, you're a young man. Somebody, some people going to make fun of you because you're a young person. And you're going to be pastoring a church, basically. And, and they'll make fun of you. But see, he had the gift of God. Now, Everyone in here, if you're born again Christian and use it, you have a gift from God. Everyone. Alright, verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That that sound mindness has left through this virus deal. People are absolutely there's some people who have never been out of their house for six weeks. Afraid. They show it on TV. The pizza man brings the pizza and sets it down outside and, and they come and get it and all that. that that's a spirit of fear. Now, do you, should you be cautious? Sure. But I guarantee you, if you go shopping, you're exposed to more lot people from a lot more areas than you are in this church. How many is out of state here? Oh. Out of state. Out of state. Went out of state. You live out of state. Yeah, you've been out of state. <laughs> but, okay. How many ever looked at license plates in Walmart's parking lot? Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about exposed to all the different states. My goodness, Florida and Tennessee and, and Kentucky and, and Oklahoma and different places. There was a guy traveling through Colorado up there at Murphy the other day. We had a nice conversation. He, he was trying to get an older uh, motor home pulling a car. He said, I can't go on I-70 because I can't get over 50 mile an hour, so he's taking back roads. Yeah. We had a we had a good talk, a really good talk. And he's uh heading for uh, Texas, I think he said, somewhere anyway he's traveling. But he you know uh, the spirit of fear can overwhelm you. Oh he said he had been stopped twice 
by the Missouri State Patrol and search to make sure he wasn't hauling drugs out of Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> because they have all yeah. their license. That's how some of them get stopped on I-70. I wonder how they know that they have drugs. Well, they're stopping everybody that they think might be uh, with drugs. But uh, all he has to do is look at the man's camper and know that he ain't hauling drugs. He ain't, his motorhome is pretty bad. <laughs> all right. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his uh, prisoner, but be thou partaker of what? The afflictions of what? According to what? Our God. Our God. You're going to have some problems before we go in, in this time period in life. You're going to have some problems because you stand up for God. If you stand up for Jesus, you're going to have problems. If you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to have some problems. Uh, there, there's some teaching out there that once you accept Christ as your personal Savior, all your problems disappear. <laughs> no way. No way. No. What's this promise for us with our trials? Yea, though I walk. And give us no more than we can bear. Yeah, exactly. And they also, yeah, I'll, I'll put nothing on you that I won't help you bear. You're going to have it. You're going to have problems. Has anybody here been problem, problem free in their life? No. What? And you're Christians? <laughs> what? You must not be a good Christian because you got problems. I was listening to Mike Murdoch. He, he comes on every morning at six. Uh, he's got a. Oh, I've got more houses than I can take care of. I got more land than I can take care of, and I can tell you the secret of how to get it. Here's the book how to do it. For a man that started off so solid to end up so unstable. God did not promise all of us to be wealthy. With material stuff, no. He didn't promise that. My mother-in-law and, 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 and Ray, the father-in-law, they're the most content people Violence special. And I'll tell you one thing. Whenever she got a bill, Annabelle was taking care of a checking account for her. Whenever she got that bill, it was paid then. And he said, Well, it's not due right now. I want to pay it now. If, even if she had to go get the money, you should get money on it. And then they had to go get the money on it right then. That bill was going to pay before they even bought a piece of bread. And that, I mean, that, that's the way it looked intent. They didn't. Gosh, I don't know how old they was when the first house they ever had had an indoor toilet. <laughs> they was way up in the years. Which I was fortunate. I was 14 when we had indoor plumbing. But uh, Paul said in his writings that he learned to be content when he had a lot and had nothing. Now, how many, how many knows this? Heard this first here. I can do all things through Christ's street. Jesus do strengthen me. How, how many times will you use that? Don't even know what context is in. Think about it. I just quoted what context is in. Paul had learned to be content when he had nothing and had a lot. 
When I have nothing, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. When I have a lot, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. It's in the context it's in. In other words, whatever state you're in, be content and God will give you the strength to go through it. And Bruce said, he'll leave nothing on us that he won't provide a way out or walk through with us. And I like the one that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Thou rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know, stop and think about it. This fear factor with this virus, whatever it's called, the virus, the fear factor with this virus is absolutely making people sick. They're becoming alcoholics. They drink more. There's more drugs. The stimulus money, a lot of that stimulus money went into the hands of drug dealers. I guarantee you. Franklin got pretty busy after this money was coming out. There's a lot of traffic. I spent a lot of time on the porch. I was out on the porch. Uh, it was probably 2.30, 2 in the morning, 2.30. I was out there listening to the Wonder Bible, and the cars were coming. Uh, how many of those at our post office area is a good meeting place, I guess? You know, when I say to you, I have to ask about that over here. First time I ever seen people use turn signals, three different cars use turn signals in Franklin at 9 30. Yeah. They're not they're not local. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. But there was there was a car coming in the gravel road. I can hear them come off the highway down there on gravel night. I can hear them. Car come off the gravel road from 040 and other one come from 87. They come up to the post office to meet. That car would leave, the other one would leave. Pretty soon the car come back from Boonville on Driver Road and they'll come in Franklin. The other way. They meet at the post office. Uh, pretty regular. And our business has been pretty pretty good since the, the stimulus money. Post office No. It's just they didn't go inside, they just met outside. It, it, you know, two or three minute meeting, that's all you gotta have. But see, ain't it sad that you know how many ever prayed for someone like that? Because somebody prayed for me. My mom prayed for me every day. When the life I was living, she prayed for me every day. She did not miss a day praying for me. And then I had brothers and sisters praying for me also. Take time to pray for someone. Don't, don't start getting critical of their life until you know their life. There's nothing wrong with saying, they shouldn't be doing the drugs. That's illegal or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But pray for that person. You know, if Paul said, if it wasn't for the grace of God, there he would be. Look, he was a killer of Christians. He either had it done or trying to get it done. But God used Paul in a mighty way. We, we were doing the Bible back there. Morning Sunday school class. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to mess with kids a little bit. Not a lot, just but anyway. I said, uh, "How many? How many books in the Bible?" And uh, there was some guessing. And, uh, <laughs> and so I told them, "I said, how many books in the Old Testament?" And and uh, they said, well, "They didn't know." I said, "Well, all right. There's 39 books in the Old Testament, and there's 66 books total." How many is in the New Testament? You know why I've done that? They had to subtract. 
they had to use a little math. Well, they started guessing before they ever done it. So Linda finally got, they got the paper out and done it on, on paper. So, and then I said, well, okay, uh, who, who was the author of the first five books, other than the Holy Spirit, who was the author of the first five books in the, in the Bible? And they done some more guessing on that. And then I said, okay, let's name the first five books of the Bible. We got it on the whiteboard back there. And Linda looks up. I said, don't be looking at the board. <laughs> we were practicing, learning the books of the Bible before this all happened, before it all shut down. We were starting to learn the books of the Bible. And the, uh, the worst thing it is, how many knows what a brain freeze is? Okay. Well, there's times I, when I'm going in my mind, the books of the Bible, I have a brain freeze. Nothing. I, I just hit a, a spot, and I can't remember. I said, I know I know these here. What's <laughs> that, you know? But anyway, uh, I've never learned how many verses in a, in a book. Never done that. Uh, never learned how many uh, chapters in all the books. Some, some, you know, different ones. Now, we read one the other night that I can remember how many there. We, we read a whole book. The Bible. Fact is, one night in Bible study, we went through two books. Wow. Completely. Two books yeah. in the Bible. And we've done it in, in about an hour, too. Yeah. I tell you what, we were doing some speed reading there. We went through it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we went through the book of Ruth the other night, four chapters. And we went through uh, uh, First John, uh, Second John, Third John. Well, we went through Second John and Third John in one night. How many chapters in there? No, first John. Second John. How many chapters in Second John? How many is in third John? So we went through two books in one night, reading two chapters. Pretty good. <laughs> we did a lot of discussion in town. Yeah, we did. And the book of Ruth, why did one go through the book of Ruth? We went through it. Quite a bit of time in that. The lineage of Christ has got all kinds of people in it. All kinds of women. Uh, women are very important in the Bible. And y'all, you said y'all looking at the, the women of the Bible to study. Yeah, it's an interesting study. You'd be surprised how many how many women are involved in the lineage of Jesus Christ in the background of them. What was Rahab? Yeah, prostitute. You mean Jesus Christ has a prostitute in his lineage? My goodness. What kind of guy is that? <laughs> we had a class that walked through that as part of our class. They went through every single person in the line of David, all yeah. the Jews. I tell you what, it's, it's amazing. But Jesus said he came to pay for all of our sins, everyone else. Now, is there anyone in here that does not know Christ is their Savior? Oh, I wish it were. I wish it were. <laughs> Sometimes in Bible, friends, uh, there's, there's, uh, most everybody goes to church or invited by somebody or a drug to church. That was, Jeremiah said he had drug problems when he was growing up. He was drugged every service. Every time church door was open, he was drugged to church. Anyway, invite and share with friends or 
even strangers to Jesus Christ. And don't be ashamed to pray for someone wherever you're at. If, you know, if somebody has a need and need prayer, the Lord will speak to you. And you know, I need to pray right now with them or whatever. Don't be ashamed to do that. In Walmart or wherever you're at. The Lord will use you. Well, since I were over in those cars for the personal Savior, uh, let's do prayer requests and we're out here. I'll keep you late enough so you can go to Ralph Ben and not have a crowd fight. <laughs> Bruce, uh, keep me in city of prayer. Next Saturday, we're going to head to Virginia. Her cousin is home in hospital with cancer. Yeah. There's, there's no, she's passed the point of chemotherapy or anything else. So yeah. we'll be traveling out here next weekend. Okay. Let's just pray. Father, if Bruce and Cindy hit the road to, to go visit, here's one that's has a death sentence, physical death sentence. So Father, our prayer is for a miracle healing. The doctors can do no more. But Jesus, you came also to heal. And your word says by your stripes the healing took place. And we ask you, Lord, to do that. And watch over Bruce and Cindy as they travel. The roads are going to get busy again. So Lord, watch over and keep them safe. And may they be able to meet someone on the way and share Jesus Christ with them. May, may someone come to know Christ through this trip. And we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Yeah, um, we found out that our cousin that lives in Georgia has a coronavirus and he's in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. And Father, for this one that's in the hospital with the, the virus, we ask you, Lord, to heal that body. Lord, guide the doctors that's in, in, in the hospital sick with this. This is a serious disease. We're not making light of it. We're not making fun of it. Lord, it is a serious. So, Father, we just pray right now. The, the fear that's coming also. Lord, that you'd be a, a miracle healer in this virus. Father, we know that at any moment you could stop the virus spread. Instantly. We know that. We know that you can heal everyone that has the virus that's going through the virus. We know that. But Lord, let your will be done and not ours. I I, I believe you're, you're using this, Lord, to, to, in a sense, bring judgment on, on, on people. As we just read, those you love, in, in Revelation or in chapter 3, those you love, you correct, you, you chase them. Lord, many Christians are being chastened today. But Lord, you didn't give us that spirit of fear. So as we pray for this one, Lord, that you would heal in a dramatic way. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Kev? Kev, do you have one? No. Oh, okay. Timmy. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, he's so heavy. I mean, he has gained so much weight, yeah. and he can't walk right now because he was driving a Uber car, and of course they can't. Yeah. They have no job. I've seen that. So he, he has no uh, income in, and yeah. he's losing the feeling in his feet because he has a pinched back. So yeah. he's been to a doctor, and the doctor's setting him up with a surgeon yeah. to check. 
but I, I prayed with Tammy last night that Kimmy will just remember the things he learned when he was yeah. little and the things his mom taught him yeah. and that his heart will turn to the Lord. Yeah. One thing about Pauline, she was a I teacher. remember little old yes. Timmy crawling when Annabelle would be teaching. He'd be crawling under the seats <laughs> yeah. and playing with cars. And they'd, they'd say, he just, he's not listening at all. He don't know what we're even talking about. I do too. Yeah. And he'd tell them exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. Well, Father, we do lift up Timmy to you. Lord, we ask you to touch him and, and ask, bring back memories. I think what I see on Facebook, Lord, he's, he's leaning more towards you, Jesus. He, he says things on, on Facebook that, uh, Lord, it, it reminds me of, of what his mom had taught him, what Paul Lee had taught him. And so, Father, and, and I ask the Lord to be with him in a special way. Uh, allow him to go back to work. I know it's, it's rough on and tough when you have no income coming in. So, Father, we just pray right now for Timmy that you would heal him and give him a job. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. amen.
that by your stripes, Jesus, you took each deal. And we ask you, Lord, to do that. And for Barb, uh, her sister, Barb, Lord, she's struggling right now with health. In the hospital, out of the hospital, back into the nursing home, and more likely back to the hospital unless you intervene. Some way or another, God, heal this problem, heal the, the medical side of her. Lord, I know she's safe and secure in you, Jesus Christ. I know that. But right now, she has a physical need. And Lord, we just pray right now that you would heal her physically. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Is he sick today? Yeah. I, I, I knew he wasn't here, so. right now, we do lift Dave up to you. We know that I know that Satan does not want Dave to be here with us. I know that. So Father, I pray for a healing right now that you heal Dave of all the problems he has. All the health problems. He loves life. He loves his, his uh, family. Lord, we know that. And he loves just being out doing things. Lord. So I just pray right now. Give him strength. Heal him. Lord, take away all this illnesses he's having. Lord, and let him return to be with us again. And I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What else? Yes. My son-in-law, he's having back problems. Okay. How many? Well, Judy. You see how she's walking? I see how she's walking. Yeah. So, ladies, if y'all get a chance, get with Judy. Pray just a little bit with her before, before you leave. Would you all do that? And Father, for the ones with back problems, we lift them up to you, Lord. And, and as we've been praying for Judy, Lord, I just pray right now that you would touch all the problems and, and physical health problems, uh, back problems, knee problems. There's a multitude of problems in our body. So, Father, I just pray right now that you touch each and every one. And Lord, I thank you for the little ones here today. I thank you, Lord, that. You watched over our children, and, and Father, we give you the praise for us. We thank you for that. And Lord, as we leave here today, we know that we cannot go anywhere to get out of your presence. Won't happen. You're everywhere. And we thank you for that. And Jesus Christ, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You'll not change. And your word says, in your word it says, a God that does not change. And we thank you for that. Be glorified in everything we say and do. Lord, give each and every one of someone to speak with about Jesus Christ. Let us plant the seed of, uh, in someone's heart. Somebody else comes and, and waters it and, us, and encourages them more. And somebody else leads them to Jesus Christ. Lord, we be praising your name for that. We ask you in Jesus' name. And a special thanks again for uh, allowing us to be here today. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.